Hello and welcome to the Feminist Podcast. I am Wendy Frias. And I am Janine Padilla. We are two New York City Latinas who join forces to create a space where we talk about all things female wellness. Together we will discuss and demystify all things related to women, such as mental health, mindfulness, lifestyle, and more. All with the side of New York City sass and spice. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Janine. Hola, mi gente. This is Wendy. Today, we are honored to welcome our very first guest to the Feminist Podcast, Miss Tanisha Norton. Did I say that right, girl? Yes. <laughs> Good job. You know I was Googling your last name, okay, and practicing that shit all night, <laughs> including having you send me voice notes on IG. Uh, but anyway, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Tanisha is a women's wellness empowerment coach. The vegan lifestyle helped her mom go from being diabetic and on medications to pre-diabetes with no medications. Now she teaches women to reclaim their health, making them a priority to enhance their lives through their wellness choices. It's all about those plant-based vibes, baby. So... My friend, please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Yes. Hi. Thank you guys for having me, first off. Um, so I am all things wellness. So women's wellness empowerment coach, showing women of color how they can start loving on themselves more through their health choices. You know, everyone focuses a lot on different modalities like meditation and yoga, but before that, it's what we're ingesting daily into our souls, into our bodies, like our body is a temple. So I focus a lot on that. It, some of it is through the vegan lifestyle and then other things are mindset where I do talk about meditation. I do talk about affirmations with women to just bring out that spiritual wellness badney, badney inside of them. <laughs> I love that. Why women of color? I mean, I'm one. My mom is one. We also have the highest rates of diseases. So as opposed to other women. So yeah, I wanted that to be the focus because that's my story, you know, helping my mom become pre-diabetic, have, having her not be on medications was like, well, if I could do this for her, like I'd love to help a whole bunch of other women of color and show them that they can reclaim their health through their, their choices. You know, and they don't have to be stuck with these different diseases in their life and let them deter them. Tanisha, that was a really strong statement that you said that women of color have higher rates of disease. Why is that? Man, I think it's a whole, it's a lot of different reasons. I believe that stress is a big factor. I believe environment is another factor for that and not enough education because if we're going from generations to generations, like my grandma didn't have the same tools that my mom have and that I have even more tools than my own mom. You know, so I do believe that women who are not of color, they have a different upbringing than we do. I feel like we're in a lot more fight and flight than a lot more other women. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. So it has a lot to do with culture. Yeah. What you're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Culture is everything. In your environment. So Tanisha, who were you before? Uh, a lot of things. Um, first off, an athlete. I'm ex-athlete, a division two college basketball. Honestly, I've been an athlete most of my life. So probably like six or seven. I've been, I ran track, basketball. I'm a former social worker as well. Really? Yeah. A lot of people, uh, I don't talk about it as much because that social work life is, it takes a lot. It takes a big toll on, on you. I've worked in the foster care system, shelter system, 
New York City public schools as well. So I've seen a lot. I, that's also a reason why I do tailor to the women of color because I see how much stress just our jobs can take over. And when you don't have the necessary tools to calm yourself down, when you're dealing with other people and their their issues too, it's a lot to take on. So yeah, yeah that that's for the most part, I'd say like is a good background. And other than that, I'm also uh, Guyanese descent. So my family's from South America. So that plays a huge role as I love a lot of food, a lot of Caribbean food, big foodie, uh, no matter the vegan lifestyle or not. So yeah, that would probably be a good roundup. <laughs> so you add that sasson no matter what. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about more about like your story and your mom's story and how it led you um, to being a coach and wanting to empower women. Yeah, so my mom was diagnosed around 2017 or so with having diabetes. Her levels were, I believe it was around 6.77, but don't don't quote me because this is a couple of years back. But basically, he started putting her on metformin and a lot of different other medications. And I just kept seeing how it wasn't helping her. Like my mom was suffering with a low energy, lethargic. She went temporarily blind, actually, during one particular day where she was just saying how she couldn't see. And that was probably the scariest moment that we had throughout this whole journey. Because my grandma, my cousin, a lot of people in my family have diabetes. And I just kept thinking like, man, now that it's in our household, like I'm seeing it on a day-to-day basis, like what can be done besides these medications that she's taking because it's not helping. So that's kind of what led me to looking up alternative ways. So I just started YouTubing, really. And I saw Dr. Savi, and he's really big on treating these things naturally. He's actually helped people get rid of diabetes. And I didn't know if that was the way, but I was willing to try because at this stage I ate meat. You know, that's all I knew. I only knew about prescription medication, even though my family, I don't know. I just feel like when you're not from this country, you're not really that big on medications. So we've never been, but when you don't know what else to do, you're going to take it. So I started looking up the research and I was like, mom, we're going to try this route. And without, you know, having a lot of background, I took her off of all her medications, which it could be a little crazy, but, and I decided for us to go more towards this vegan lifestyle and just see, you know, what would happen. And I'm glad that I did because we started making smoothies. I started making a lot more different kinds of foods for her and incorporate a lot of herbs, herbs that I haven't even heard of before. And about a year, year and a half later, he started checking her blood work and she was deemed pre-diabetic. And he told her, you know, you don't have to take your medications, but he didn't know that I already took her off of it. So it was just kind of like, yeah, it was just kind of a testament, like, man, like we did it. And I was actually 30 pounds heavier at this time as well, because I I stopped playing sports, you know, and I just wasn't eating the best that how I do now. So both happened. I lost the weight, but more importantly, my mom, she reclaimed her health. And I was like, okay, this was a beautiful journey, you know, mother-daughter journey together. And I was just thankful that I did it. I'm just curious. Um, I think that's a beautiful story as well. And, you know, my mom had a heart attack and she's had to kind of shift her diet um, mm-hmm. recently. And for her, that was a challenge. So for you, who comes from a sports-related background, I can see how you're like, okay, I'm gung-ho. Yeah, we're going to make these changes. How old was your mom at the time? And was she resistant or was she like, yep, I'm down? Like, what were her challenges um, in going into this with you? Yeah. So I've never been asked that, like how how my mom was and how, how old she was. I believe at the time she had to have been like 61 or 60, roughly. Oh. 
roughly, yeah. Because um, I believe I was still in my like late 20s when we first started this journey. And it wasn't that bad in terms of doing the plan with her because my mom, she, I'm like her, she's like a chameleon and she wanted to get better. So it was kind of like at the point where we just got to do it really and truly. It wasn't like, oh, let's let's look at this together and let's see how you feel about it. It was like, no, mom, like, I don't want you really like I don't want you to lose your life because that's how it felt at certain times. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, especially when she went temporarily blind and like she's coming down the stairs and she's out of breath or we can't go to the store. And, you know, when you're seeing those moments day in, day out. And your family is like, well, you know, it'll be all right. Like, let her have the ice cream and let her have, you know, the chips and all these different things. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I was I was a little bit of a dictator when when it came to this time, because that that's my mom. Like, mm -hmm. that's my right hand lady, you know. So challenges, it would probably be like us together just figuring out what to eat. I would say is the 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 hardest part. Like, okay, well, what am I going to cook? Like this recipe, how do I switch this Guyanese recipe to becoming vegan, you know, or this smoothie? I didn't eat or drink too many greens at the time. So I was like, okay, well, let's get the Nutribullet. Let's start seeing what recipes are inside of there. Let me look up these different practitioners and what do they recommend? So I felt like it was a lot more pressure on me than, than her, to be honest. But yeah. Um, I just say that it was that just figuring out what to eat and how to incorporate less meat into our environment. Tanisha, was it type one or type two diabetes? Just so we understand the difference. Type two. Type two. And that's based more on lifestyle as opposed to an issue with your pancreas and things like that. Correct. Yeah. And can you ladies um clarify what that is for maybe persons like myself um, who are unfamiliar with like the levels of diabetes or what type one or type two means and our listeners as well. Right. So I think when do you, have you told me, which one do you, have you experienced? I had type two diabetes, okay. but I had gestational diabetes. So okay. when I was expecting my levels were all over the place. So for type one okay. diabetes, what I understand it to be is that your no your body's no longer making insulin and is no longer able to um control those levels so you need outside influence such as medication or injections mostly uh, insulin injections to be able to control those levels right so it happens a lot more too from what i've seen i don't have as much knowledge because my mom was type 2 but i know it happens a lot more in adolescence and it definitely is where you're not really producing any type of insulin so it is a lot different and type two is more definitely with the lifestyle and those little changes that help for bigger ones. So, and I mean, if it was type one that she had, it probably would be a different story, but it, it wasn't. I think it was amazing that you became militant with your mom and you were like, Hey, we're doing this. And I think it's terrifying when someone stops, becomes blind in essence. And at that point, I think you're on emergency mode and you have to do what's needed. Yeah, no, I mean, I really had no other choice is how I saw it. So, you know, it, it almost, I became her caretaker, essentially, you know, because my my dad, my dad definitely is not a part of the vegan lifestyle, like at all. So I feel like if the, the roles were switched and it was my dad instead of my mom, I probably would be having a different type of story because he is harder for change than my mom is. 
So I really feel that I was just more fortunate and lucky with my mom that she's just going to be like, look, whatever my daughter says, I know it's for my my good, my highest good, and we're going to get through this together. She has my back. So I'm going to listen. And that that's really why I became so much more of like a dictator. I'm like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to eat. This is how we're going to do it. And this is the type of tea that you're going to drink, you know, and we're going to do it together though, which I believe is the beautiful part because sometimes when someone's sick in your family, you're just telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. But because we were doing this together, I also think that showed her like, okay, well, she's making these changes for herself as well. It's not just my daughter telling me what to do. It's that she really believes that this can help both of us. Like I was looking to just be on a different type of wellness journey myself. I just didn't know that it would be through this vegan lifestyle. Yeah. I think if you were eating chips and you were forcing tea <laughs> on her, I think that would have been really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I can totally relate with my mom's situation because we, we had to literally eliminate like, you know, salt and certain mm -hmm. products. And for her, that was a huge challenge. She did. She didn't seem as flowy as like your mom at all. Like she was like, "This doesn't taste right. It tastes like shit. I don't want to eat that." Um. So she was very resistant. Um. Mm -hmm. And I was militant about mm -hmm. it. Uh, but it's benefited both of us because not that we don't in, uh, incorporate healthy meals into our lifestyle, but it definitely shifted like a lot of the items we would buy to mm -hmm. cook with on a day-to-day -day basis and kind of force us to research alternatives of how to flavor food without the adobo, the sazon, oh, yes. uh, you know, these oils with, um, you know, the corn oil, the vegetable mm -hmm. oil, thinking that that's good for you. And baby girl, it's not, right? So, but anyway, you know. Yeah, no, uh, no you hit the nail on the head. The, those oils are serious because in my family, it's vegetable oil. Mm -hmm. canola oil mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that's what we're we're used to cooking with the fried chicken everything right? right so I totally get it and we use adobo too so it's I get it trust like you switch you start switching all your seasonings the even the sauces that we were using and you know I didn't go so crazy with I'd say the sauces because certain things like a jerk seasoning is what we're used to but it was finding something that was a little bit healthier because I also didn't want to overwhelm her nor I during this process too, because right. it was a lot to take in. So we, I also say too, like we did it gradual. I don't want anyone to think like became vegan in a day or in a month. Like, no, how it started was it'd be like once a week, like let's try a meatless option, you know? And then it went to, okay, well this week for lunch, I'm not going to have a steak. Cause I was a big steak person during, during my journey. So yeah, it was that. And then we went to like the chicken and then we went to fish and then vegetarian. Like there were smaller steps, which I feel like that's why it's so sustainable. And I'm still vegan to this day because I took it slow instead of like, all right, well, we're in this situation. Let me just like almost remove all everything from the table and be like, boom, let's become vegan today. And I think we would have crashed. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I think for some people, especially if you're trying to get someone who's older to jump into this lifestyle, to have them um, what, from one day to another change everything is very difficult. So I think you did it the right way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're blessed and fortunate. And it's even a struggle for younger people as well. If this is not how, you know, mm -hmm. they've been um, brought up to, you know, eat certain foods and stuff like that. Cause I know even my daughter, like she has certain 
um, health conditions that she needs to stay away from certain types of food and beverages. And, you know, that's a challenge for my little 25-year-old to do, especially hanging out with friends. And, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. who wants to say, like, oh, no, I can't eat that. I can't drink that. Um, so, right. you know, that, that's that been a work in progress with her trying to be like, you can't have that stuff. <laughs> yeah, social settings are definitely one of the toughest to be around. And I love, you know, what I do because I talk about that with people. Like, I consider myself the, the social vegan because... People think that like your life stops when you're on this health journey and you're not going to go out or you're not going to go to the club or whatever. It's like, no, I'm still a human being. I still want to be around my friends and enjoy different environments. But it is a form of discipline being like, OK, well, I'm not going to have the, this steak because it's, I know it's not good for me or I can't have the butter in my mashed potatoes, like something as simple as that. And just asking the waiter, waitress to switch it up for you, like you, you do have to be a little bit diligent if you do know like, well. This is going to help me in the long run. And I'm not just talking about veganism. I literally just mean like making smaller changes towards a healthier lifestyle in general, you know, less processed foods. So I always say it's, it's like, which one do you want? Do you want to have all these issues? Do you want to have all these this heart health and the problems, the headaches? Or do you want to live a more healthier, sustainable lifestyle and still have fun? Like you get to choose. And that's why I always talk about like it's women reclaiming their health. Like you're making better food choices, no matter what type of lifestyle you choose to eat, because I don't consider this a diet. It's a lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, it really is about your choices. And also the younger you start, like I understand mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I love my Snickers bars, my Twix. But, you know, the younger you start, the better it is overall for your health. So you're oh, not yeah. 60 dealing with diabetes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny that you said candy. I was a huge candy person up until like 25. I've had so many cavities. It doesn't even make sense. So, if you know, I, that's another reason why I'm like, I love the profession I'm in because people think that I just showed up as this person. I'm like, no, I was actually probably the worst client. Like if someone had me as a client, the drinking, the eating, the candy, like my mom would find Snickers, Twix, you name it all over my room. I was terrible. <laughs> so, and you know, I may not always talk about these things, but it's important for people to know that I've been there. I'm literally taking the steps that I'm helping my clients take right now. And I was able to do it. Does having a sports background help? Yes. But I was still addicted back then. Like I couldn't switch it off. I feel like it, it became more and more as I was like, oh, I got to pay for these bills now for having cavities. I have to go to the doctor more, you know, and it becomes a bigger bill. And I feel like when that happens, then you decide like, oh, shoot, like I got to make changes in my life because I don't want to have these bills piling up. I'd rather make smaller changes right now. So I don't have to worry about when I'm 50, when I'm 60, like I'm still going to be vibrant up and down, moving everywhere because I'm making the choices now to help me. So... Tanisha, girl, you and I have had a whole bunch of talks about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. where are you about to go with this? <laughs> no, no, I'm going every place wonderful, honey. Every place wonderful. Um, so as we've spoken many a time, right? I am not a vegan, nor a pescatarian, nor a vegetarian. Um, I used to consider myself a carnivore. Now I'm kind of shifting away from that. Um, because mm. I haven't in, uh, incorporated as many meat dishes into my daily mm -hmm. um, routine as I used to. So for people like me, mm -hmm. who we've spoken, I'm all about the balance, right? <laughs> I, yes. I'm, I'm not necessarily in a place where 
I really feel called to, you know, eliminate meat or dairy from my lifestyle. But I do love my veggies. I do love being mindful of, of integrating healthier foods into my daily living. So for me, what would be your tips? Because I know I've like spoken to you about like, well, how can I just be like vegan for a week or, you know, go on a vegan date or have oh a vegan date night or be vegan for a weekend, you know, like yeah. just like you yeah. said, you have to do with you and your mom, right? Little yeah. steps. And who knows, maybe five years from now, I'll be like, Tanisha, <laughs> I think I'm going vegan. I mean, I oh doubt it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with you. Uh, yes, you definitely do ask me this a lot. So the small changes definitely could be something simple like a meatless Monday where you don't have a meat option for dinner or for lunch. It doesn't even have to be the whole day. Like choose one meal during that day where you're like, okay, maybe it's pasta and veggies that you have. You know, it could be, honestly, if you want to go for a non-healthier, it could be French fries with some fried mushrooms. Like that could be a meal because everyone still wants to replace that fried, you know, that fried alternative. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. Um, another option, if you are looking for vegan for a weekend, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. I definitely send people, you know, meal recipes, ideas, but one of my favorites that I think a lot of people don't even realize can be made vegan is Southern food. So I love a good pulled barbecue jackfruit sandwich with a mm. side of fries. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to believe it, but sweet potato pie as well as the dessert. Ooh, delicious. So, okay. Yeah. Nice so, I mean, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, for a weekend meal, that could definitely be an option when the next meal for, like, let's say Saturday and Sunday, the Sunday, it could be. Um, I love mashed potatoes with like some green beans, some fried okra, which is a big Southern thing. Again, you could add the fried mushrooms to that if you want. And then my second favorite type of pie would be a, like a pumpkin pie. Or if you want like chocolate chip or oatmeal cookies, like all these things could be made vegan that a lot of people don't realize. So I think when you're first starting out, or if you're a heavy meat eater, what I would suggest is replicating the meals that you already eat. Instead of trying to just go to, you know, like I am, I'm plant-based, which is instead of vegan, I just eat a lot more, less processed food, a lot more whole foods in my lifestyle. But for someone who isn't there yet, like have the, you know, replicate, you know, do the burger, have a black bean burger as mm -hmm. well. That's such, oh, that's so delicious, simplest, right? It's like probably the simplest thing that you can switch <laughs> in my mind, that and pasta and rice and beans, you know, you, it's already vegan. It's just the things that you're adding to it is when it doesn't become vegan. And I think that's a lot of things that people don't recognize. Like half of the stuff you're eating is probably already vegan. It's just when you add the meat, then it's not anymore. So that's what I would, you know, definitely start with someone like, okay, let's do this over the weekend. Let's try these couple of meals out and see how, see how you feel. Cause really, truly that's what matters. Like it's not about force. I'm not about forcing anything upon anyone. Like when you and I talk, like, you know, mm -hmm. we'll go back and forth and it's like, all right, like, I mean, just eat a little bit better, you know, but mm -hmm. it's not like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's not my job. My job is the person who wants to, like you said, have smaller changes. Maybe it is become vegan for a week. I'm here to support you with that. And that's all that matters. Like, you want to do it for a week? You want to do it for two? Cool. I'm here regardless for you, you know? And I feel like the people who force this lifestyle upon people who are meat eaters like that's where the disconnect and that's where the problems arise and that's when people are like well i can never be vegan or like they think that they're too good it's like we're all human beings just trying to live a better life like more love and compassion and that's why i say i'm helping women rec reclaim their health 
through by loving themselves. Like it's about more love and compassion and kindness for each other. What a wonderful message. And one of the things that I think about, because you freaked me out a little bit, right? I'm not a huge carb eater. Um, even though I got kind of my bones, but believe it or not, I'm not a big <laughs> rice and beans everyday eater and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So do you have to like, like, what if you don't want to do the rice with the beans or yeah. the pasta because it's carb heavy um, and that kind of sits heavy? And, and at least for me, it makes me feel it doesn't make me feel light after a meal. Like it makes mm-hmm. me feel sluggish. Um, what are like what are other things that I can integrate mm-hmm. with no meat and maybe not high in carbs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, there's also, there's always the simple salads, but I I just, I don't promote them as much because people already jump to that. So that's why I start going for the more, I call it the sexier foods. Okay. But, you know, you can have a, a salad where you put the chickpeas inside of it. You can put the onions, the peppers, because I don't believe in just having a bland salad either. No. Like you <laughs> We do everything sexy, sexy salad, sexy everything, you know? So uh, I actually put uh, sometimes zucchini inside of mine, but a meal, actually, as I'm now saying zucchini, one thing that I've made that I think a lot of people don't really promote it or try it are zucchini fritters. That's a really simple snack that it almost gives you a seafood type of flavor, Mm. but it's not, it's not going to be carb heavy because it's coming from the vegetable and you can still fry it should you choose, or you could grill it if you want either way. And you can put that on a bed of salad. Okay. So now that's acting as a form of meat for you, for your salad, or it can replace the chickpeas if you don't want to do, you know, if you don't want to do that type of protein either. So yeah, that was one thing I had tried it, I don't know, like three years or so, a part of my journey. I was like, oh, this tastes really good. Almost like a fish cake is what it would resemble. I call that like the hearty salad. Like if I'm just having a bunch of leaves, I'm having a problem because I'm hungry. But you add all this stuff to it and it feels like a meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you want. You want to be full. We're not just eating salads just, you know, to still be hungry an hour later. That's not the goal. Never Mm -hmm. goal. Yeah. And then also, you know, of course, smoothies, juices are things that you can incorporate as well into your lifestyle. I'm very big on starting your day off with a smoothie or a juice. Like it shouldn't be the sad diet of having pancakes. That's the probably the only time where I'm like, don't have that that meat eating stuff. Like your body is detoxifying when you first wake up. So you need to help yourself along that system. So have like key lime water, have the teas, the herbal teas, then have a juice or a smoothie around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. That's probably the biggest thing that I'm strict with when it comes to people who are working with me. So how long do you go in the morning without eating? Like, when do you start eating for you if you feel mm-hmm. like the body is detoxifying in the morning? Yeah, so I, I mean, it's already, what, almost halfway to the afternoon. I haven't had anything to eat yet. So usually I don't have my first meal until about 12, 12.30. Can that vary on my workout days? Yes. Sometimes that could happen around 11 o'clock. But from the time I wake up, which can be anywhere from between 5 a.m. to about 6.30 a.m., I'm not having anything until about that 1030 is like the earliest time I'll actually eat something unless it's a piece of fruit. That's about it, which would be an orange or a kiwi for me. That's probably the most consistent thing that I'll have. And then I'll have that big brunch meal in the afternoon. But yeah, when I first started, I did a lot of intermittent fasting, which just means that you don't, from the time I go to bed, which could be nine, 10 o'clock to the time that I have my first meal, I'm fasting throughout that whole entire period. 
because I, I've recognized like how much your body is pushing out things from the time you're sleeping. Our, this body is a vessel, you know, we have to help it. It does a lot of work on its own, but you got to help it. So that's why I abstain from a lot of food. And really and truly, when you do have the bacon and the pancakes, like you're going to feel sluggish at eight, nine o'clock. And that's not helping you either. Yeah. So yeah. Tanisha, check this out. Here's my clinical <laughs> case study for you, which oh, is God. which is me, right? So I, I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes with my second daughter. So she's 10 now. And the doctors told me, if you don't watch how you eat in 10 years, you will become diabetic. So I've always been on this journey to make sure I'm always eating well, always trying to exercise as much as I can. Do I have ups and downs? Yes. I wasn't an athlete growing up. So for me, it can be difficult sometimes. Um, so I'm just trying to, I've always tried to make sure that I am doing what's best for my body. So I've mm -hmm. done the intermittent fasting in the, in the past, but for me, I tried being vegan and I'm one of those crazy people where I will just think about something. And the next day I'm in. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm being vegan. I'm throwing out all the meat today. <laughs> That's me. That's how I do it. Little by little, I'm not going to get any success. So I did the veganism. My body felt amazing. My skin was glowing. Everything was wonderful, but I have anemia. So as I stopped eating the meat for me, for my specific body, uh, my mm -hmm. anemia got worse. What mm -hmm. do you say to people who have anemia? Because in our culture, there's a lot of people who suffer from anemia, but they want to be healthier. Yeah. I mean, my first question would be, what were you supplementing while you were vegan? Ooh, I probably wasn't supplementing very much. Possibly vitamin, vitamin D, because I know that we need that as people of color. But I don't think I was doing anything else. I thought I was getting everything from my foods. Right. So that's honestly the biggest problem with people, whether it's anemia or any other type of disease that they may have or issue that they may have in the body is that they don't supplement. Do you get a lot from your food? Yes. But just like people who eat meat, they have vitamins. And for me, the vitamin intake I'm actually talking about are herbal teas. A lot of people just forget how many, how much nutrients are in teas for the body. So that would have been my recommend. Like if you were working with me, you were my client, you told me you had these needs. I would start suggesting different herbal teas for you to start working with. Like I would have to look, look a little bit deeper into the issues, your underlying issues. I also think that like blood work is amazing for anybody to do. Um, that is something that I think when, like you said, you just jumped into it. Right. So I would have first said like, hold up, don't do that as much as you want to like go to the doctor let's get the blood work and let's examine this together because I need to know as well. I can't just look at your body and tell what you have, you know? Right. Exactly. And I agree with the idea of blood work. Like I get my blood work done every year and going back to your mom being diabetic, I get the A1C done. It's an hemoglobin mm -hmm. test. And that just determines what your three month sugar levels are. So then you can get a better range, whether you are it, that pre-diabetes or diabetes range. So again, yes, I do agree with you. And labs are the most important thing. Yeah, for, for sure. And so when you now know that, now we can start tackling like, okay, well, like I think you need burdock root, which helps with cleansing your blood out, you know, or maybe you need something for your immune system, like elderberry. There are just so many, you know, stomach digestion. We could do soursop. There's just so many different things that we could start tackling now when I have that knowledge. 
And then there's nothing wrong with things like tinctures. That's a really great way for you to get those nutrients in to help with the anemia as well. So, um, and truly tinctures are just herbs that you usually mix with vegetable glycerin or some people use uh, like a form of vodka, like a grain alcohol and you let it sit and then people start taking that. You usually get that from alternative holistic practitioners like a chiropractor, acupuncturist, people like that. So I love that route. And that's what I pretty much would have suggested. Like if we were working together, like, okay, you're, you're having these, these feelings, but like, it's because of something. It's not because of the meat of you not having it anymore in your system. It's because your body is lacking something. And I, like, if there's anything that someone takes away from this, it's that whether you are eating meat, whether you're not, you need different supplements into your body that are natural, that come from Mother Earth. So if you are having issues on your vegan lifestyle diet, I guarantee it's not because that you're not eating meat anymore. Like you need something else that your body is missing. And it probably, truly, it always has been missing it. You just didn't know it. Uh-oh, now you're going to send Wendy down the rabbit <laughs> hole of uh, <laughs> trying to become a vegan again. <laughs> I can see, I can see it now. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts or advice for the listeners um, that you haven't kind of already stated or you want to restate uh, before we, you know, get ready to sign off and say farewell <laughs> until the next time? Right. Um, I mean, I'll just re restate with like, just choose yourself. You know, self-love comes in very different forms. And the one that I'm promoting is just your lifestyle changes and foods that you're eating. Um. Holistic is realistic. You know, at the end of the day, this lifestyle is natural and it's coming back to honestly our ancestors, the way that they ate and the the herbs that I'm talking about. So I'm just helping you come back to self through the ways that you're eating. So yeah, I'll end it off that way. Holistic is realistic. I love that. Can I use that somewhere? <laughs> I'm going to use that. You can. It's my tagline. So yes. <laughs> yes, yes. That's my my biggest thing. That I mean, that's how I feel throughout my journey. Like it's so true. The statement is so true. I've I've lived it. I'm walking it. And that's the biggest thing I think people are gonna feel when they're working with me. Like I live this life. I'm not telling you to do anything that I haven't done. And if that's not a testament of itself, like I don't know what is. Yep. Trademark that shit before it's gone. <laughs> before I take it, Kanisha. <laughs> For real. For real, before everybody starts using it, just be like, uh, make them give you shout. <laughs> Can you leave us with one last tidbit? I really love the tinctures. Tell me which is the mm -hmm. best tincture that someone can take if they want to start today to be healthier. Mm, God, that's such a loaded question because there are so <laughs> many. I'm going to say, I'm going to do two. I can't do one. Like, it's just, it's too hard. Burdock root and elderberry because burdock root is really good honestly for everything like you want to grow your hair burdock root you want to help clean out your system burdock root uh for elderberry it's just a really good immune booster no i'm gonna do one more i'm, I'm sorry i really can't there's just so many herbs <laughs> no three, no it's okay. you just opened up a can of worms for me right now like mullein leaf if you're congested if your kid is congested it is one of the best tease in itself before it becomes a tincture to take because it, it breaks up the phlegm and the mucus. So if you have that in elderberry, like forget about it. You're going to be feeling better in no time. Powerhouse. Thank you for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So much. Of course. Tea, uh, lemon or honey or any of these things in it or you're just drinking it on its own? The tincture or the tea? Either or. Okay, so the tincture is just a droplet 
So you're okay. not adding anything to it, but teas. Yeah, you can definitely add ginger. You can add honey. I do those as well. It all depends on how I'm feeling, to be honest. I like, I do take a lot of my herbal teams like regular. So no honey, no, nothing added. But if I'm making something like hibiscus, then I'm probably adding some ginger, some honey, some cinnamon. The aromas in itself is a form of self-love. Okay, perfect. I just Ooh. need to clarify that for the people like me. <laughs> of course, of course. I got you. I love this topic. All of this is right around my alley. I love everything that you're saying. Um, I'm Right now, I'm trying not to eat sugar for a cleanse, so that's <laughs> difficult. So it's so wonderful to be able to talk to you about this. Yeah, no, this has been great. Thank you. You're welcome. So before we kind of say our final thoughts and, you know, log off and continue our day, uh, tell us where we can find you and what you have going on. Like, what are your current offers? What are your current services? Where can we find Tanisha online? <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, Instagram and TikTok is plant-based vibe. So P-L-A-N-T-B-A-S-E-V-I-B-E-S. YouTube, plant-based vibes as well. Facebook is Tanisha Naughton. And then my website is www.mswellnessllc.com. In terms of what I have offering, uh, it's a couple of things. So there is the one-on-one -on -one coaching for my Neo Soul program. That's the 90 day where I do help walk someone through becoming vegan or just wanting to try it for 90 days. There are the seven day cleanses that I do with people, which comes with a lot of accountability coaching, which is a Neo Soul seven day reset. And then the newest one that I have is the Neo Soul Chakra Activation Drinks, which is really a workbook where you're getting chakras based off of your uh, seven chakras. There are herbal teas as well in there, affirmations, a curated music playlist that I pretty much just decide that we'll have like a lot of different healing frequencies associated for the chakras and then self-discovery journal prompts as well. So, and at the end of it, you do get a coaching call should the person decide that they need a little bit of extra help with that as well. So yeah, that's the the newest one. So I'm pretty excited for that one because that is for the person who, anybody, honestly, like you don't have to become vegan. If you just want a little bit of a reset and you just want some more knowledge on herbs, like that's the one for you. Wonderful, wonderful. Sounds amazing. And I got my chakra one. I already, I already purchased <laughs> yeah. mine. Yes, you, you did. When you Get out there and purchase that. Yes, when you put that pre-sale up, I was like, and purchase, done. <laughs> yeah. I love a good journaling. I love some good music. I'm all about, you know, reconnecting with the chakras. I'm super excited to continue <laughs> to like integrate smoothies into my life, life using your whole chakra um, activation. Yeah, I can't. I already integrate smoothies, but I want to try your chakra smoothies. I want to see how oh. that integrates into my body and my wellness. So that sounds so exciting. Yeah. Yes. And I can't wait to hear it. Woo. Yeah, right. Oh man, she sure does. Everything. I thought about everything because it's not just, it's not just about what you're drinking. Like it literally is everything, but people only focus on, like I said, like the yoga and the meditation. So I'm like, no, I'm going to do everything with this one offer. And then plus you get me at the end of it too. So it's like, man, I, you're going to get it all. And it's an experience. Truly. It's not just a workbook or ebook. Like it really is a, a discovery back to self. And then I call it the spiritual wellness baddie. Like that's who is going to be activated once you're doing these things on a consistent basis. And I like how you're hand-holding. You're not letting people go on their own and here's this plan, go do it. You're there to support because many of us, this is very new. Right. Yeah. I mean, accountability is the biggest thing that people need. 
you know, no matter what lifestyle you're on, like you need somebody to be there for you. And I'm just thankful that I'm willing to be that person. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's been so much fun. It's been super exciting and hopefully we'll get to do it again. And um, for the listeners, just in case you didn't catch all of her information, we will have that in the show notes. Uh, My final thoughts on this are no matter where you are in your wellness journey, it is important to remember it is never too late and you are never too old to begin taking small actionable steps in an effort to improve your overall health. And on that note, peace out. Love you, girl. Wendy. My final note, thank you so much, Tanisha, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure being able to sit down with strong, intelligent women who give us a different perspective on life, and in this case, health. There is no one size fits all to anything in life, and we hope to bring it to you here on Feminist. Bye. Thank you for being part of today's podcast. If you love the content of this episode, please download, share, rate, and review. If you want to know where else to find us, check out our links in the show notes. We hope this talk brought you a little further along in your wellness journey. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Reach out to us via email at feministpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram handle at feministpodcast.